When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Joe, did you see that Jimmy Butler posted on his Instagram the shot of him doing the timeout to Al Horford and the shot of him laying on the court and pointing at Grant Williams the whole time he was laying on the court? Did not receive a foul for that, which I thought was funny, by the way. You sound quite giddy. Are you giddy? I, it's just ruthless that he's posting that stuff on his Instagram. Yeah, I awesome. love Jimmy B. It's, it's awesome. so awesome. He's there for the trash talk, and then he will double down on it. It is so fun. He's just such a fun. I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for him. But if I'm imagining if you're rooting against him, he makes it fun for that, too. Right? Because he's the perfect villain. And this is the best type of trash talk, right? Like, we want to see this in sports. You don't want to see it go over the line because, of course, kids are present, kids are watching, things of that nature. But this is the elite type of trash talk. It's perfect. You're just out there owning it on the court. And if you're the Celtics, there's nothing you can do about it. Tonight, there's an opportunity. Tonight, there's absolutely an opportunity. But through three games... Woo. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say anything this segment. We came into the show with everything, all my thoughts... I'll check back in with you in about 15 minutes. No, I need you to say things, though, because I'm still a little <laughs> under the weather and still fighting against it here. So I'm going to need you to say things during this segment. You got it. Otherwise, I could talk Miami Heat for hours and hours on end. Otherwise, I could just take us solo up to the game. By the way, the coverage of that game begins right here on most ESPN radio stations at 8 p.m. Eastern tip-off of Celtics Heat. Game four is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And in that game, the Boston Celtics are going to be looking to do something that has never been done in NBA history. Crawl their way out of an 3 hole that begins for them tonight. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in tonight for game four of those NBA Eastern Conference Finals as the Heat host the Celtics. That's presented by Indeed. Again, coverage right here, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's never been done before. They didn't bother to show up in game three, which felt very much like a must win for the Boston Celtics because, again, it's never been done before that the team has crawled out of this hole. But, Joe, they're taking a different approach now. They're showing up, or at least they're showing up to the microphones. And in their pregame microphones, in the pregame, I, see, I can't talk because I can't even think right now because, uh, you know, I, I'm not clear-headed <laughs> with this sickness. In the pregame, microphones in their faces, the stars of the Boston Celtics have had some interesting things to say. Jalen Brown has decided the approach is to tell the world to not let them get one. Miami is playing better basketball in the last three games than us. We got some plays that may look like we out there and that we're not giving effort, but we definitely getting outperformed. So we got to come out and perform better. Don't let us get one. Don't let us win the night. That's our mindset. We let us get one. We feel confident. Um, so we're going to come out and play free, play ready, and it should be fun. So that's this, the trash talk from the bosses. Don't let us get one. Yeah. All right. I mean, I feel like the Heat are not planning to let you get one. Yeah. 
How about maybe knock down a shot and then get back on D and not let Miami hit a shot? Because this entire series has been Miami basically making everything they want to make and Boston struggling to make anything. Strictly from a three-point perspective, Boston is shooting 29% from deep in this series. Miami, deja vu all over again like the Milwaukee series. They're shooting 48% from deep. Look at game three, the absolute blowout. Miami knocks down 56% of their shots from the field, 54% from deep. That is absolutely insane. Boston, 39% from the floor, 26% from deep. Point spread tonight, fun fact. First game of the entire postseason that the Boston Celtics are an underdog. They had an opening round series against Atlanta, second round series against Philadelphia. Here they are in game four against Miami. It is the first time they are in the underdog role. They opened as a dog of about one. Depending on where you look, it's one, one and a half. Total, the money is coming in on the over tonight. They are betting on scoring. Open 214 and a half, now up to 217 and a half. But this is a razor thin point spread tonight which leads you to believe anything can happen. It's just amazing. I mean, the lack of respect from the odds makers for my Miami Heat. It is, I mean, we blew out the Bucks in five. We, the, by the way, the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks should feel pretty good about themselves right now because who saw that coming, that the Knicks were going to play the Heat the hardest, right? The Knicks Far more formidable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Knicks did not quit on the Heat at any point, so they deserve some respect for that. But you've seen what the Boston Celtics have done thus far, and every time they've been favored, it doesn't matter what court they're playing on, and then even getting blown out where the Heat were up by over 30 points at points in Game 3. It's just a one-point favorite tonight for the Miami Heat. That's pretty remarkable. Uh, You mentioned there the shooting for the Celtics and how bad they've been from deep. I think you referenced 26%. That's versus like 38%. 29. They're going to want their credit in Boston, Amber. 29%. I'm sorry, 28%. And they were shooting in the playoffs overall something like 38% from deep. So there has been a very steep drop-off in this series for them, in large part because the superstars are not playing well for the Boston Celtics. And a lot of the finger-pointing should be, people are spending a lot of time on Joe Missoula, but a lot of the finger-pointing should be on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum cannot stop turning the ball over. And you'll remember, before we went into this series, Joe, when I was giving you the reasons, I think I gave you like four or five reasons that the Miami Heat were going to win this series, right? And one of the reasons I said was that they create the turnovers for Boston in a way that Boston does not traditionally fall victim to. Because traditionally, Boston's not a sloppy team with the basketball at all. They are against the Miami Heat. It's bit them before. We've seen in the past Jason Tatum have games of six, seven turnovers in a postseason against the Miami Heat before. The Celtics ended up in the past being able to overcome that deficit last postseason. This postseason, it's catching up with them where he keeps turning the ball over and he's shooting just 25% from three. Jason Tatum. We know Jalen Brown struggles as well, a player who's going to be up for the Supermax this summer, and he certainly hasn't been contributing either. It is the superstars that you can point to. It's not just, oh, they they don't have any help around them, which is the story with so many of these teams. Oh, you know, everyone else disappeared. Joel Embiid's over there like, no one's giving me the ball. Everyone else, no one else is helping me. But it's not the finger pointing. It's not at Joel himself. On the Celtics in this series, the finger pointing is very squarely at the superstars. It is. They need to be the ones that get lined up first when we go down the pecking order of who we're going to discuss has been the biggest disappointment in the series because it starts with them. Missoula's close, but it definitely starts with Tatum and Brown, who have been ineffective 
to say the least. I got a feeling tonight, despite the tight point spread, this game is going to be a blowout. The problem is that I don't know who is going to blow out who. I think it's going to be a blowout one way or another. Either the Celtics roll over and die in this game and the Heat trounce them. I mean, they've already beaten them by seven, by six, and I believe by 20 plus. So either the Celtics roll over and die or tonight the law of averages kicks in. Miami doesn't score the way they've been scoring. Boston finally starts knocking down shots and the Celtics blow the Heat out of the arena. It's one or the other. I do not really? see this game being a razor-thin game. I think it's blowout city. I just can't figure out who it's going to be. See, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that because I think Boston's going to play hard, obviously. Their season is entirely on the line tonight. So I, I, given, I thought they were going to play hard in game three. So who knows? But I and think that they're going to play hard. game one. Yeah, I thought they were going to play hard in all of them. Right. And I, I mean, I felt good about the Heat winning game three, but I didn't think the win was going to look like that. I still feel confident heading into tonight. I don't think it's going to be easy, though. What gives me confidence is the way the Heat won that game, that it wasn't some monster game from Jimmy, that Bam only took five shots in that game, and they still won that game, and they won it in epic fashion. And so that gives me confidence, of course, headed into tonight. Another do or die here for the Boston Celtics as they are trying to climb out of an 0-3 deficit again, something that has never been done in NBA history. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we'll talk more about playoff. Jimmy trying to sweep the Celtics out of the building. That's next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So we are taking you up to coverage of Game 4, Celtics Heat. Coverage begins right here on most ESPN radio stations, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tip-off in that game is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh here with you on Joe and Amber. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Before we get more into breaking down that game, let's go ahead and give you a little advice. 
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Nice little night last night. Three and one plus 1.92 units. So the show since January, 126 wins, 112 defeats, one push plus 17.78 units. Double dipper here. So pay attention. Number one, we're going to play over 217 total points in this matchup between Miami and Boston. And number two, we're going to play the Celtics first half over 53 and a half points. So we're betting that the Celtics score 54 or more points in the first half. And that goes hand in hand with our over bet. Why? The Celtics have had an absolutely dreadful shooting performance throughout this series. 29% from deep in game three. It was atrocious. 39% from the floor, 26% from deep. Law of averages tells us that should balance out. Miami has been all about destroying the law of averages throughout the course of this postseason, but we're going to bet into it because that's what we do. And if we do it enough times, we're putting ourselves in a position where we will have an edge. So the first two bets of the night, over 217 total points between the Heat and the Celtics. Boston, first half, over 53 and a half points. Vincent pulls up for three in transition. It's good! And the lead is up to 23, the largest of the game for Miami. Miami routes the Celtics to take a 3-0 series lead. One win away from the NBA Finals. Let's bring in some help for the Miami perspective as we head into Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jonathan Zaslow, my former co-host, more importantly, I suppose, host of the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast available wherever podcasts are available. Zaz, thanks for joining us. How important is tonight? Because, I, listen, I know we're not supposed to look ahead, okay? But we do know the Nuggets are getting some rest. We are up in a very good position here, Zaz. But how important is it for them to get it done tonight at home and go ahead and complete the sweep? Hey, guys, thanks for having me as always. First thing I want to say, uh, the Miami perspective, only perspective that matters right now, Miami center of the sports universe right now. All the good teams play here in South Florida right now. Now, as far as the Heat finishing this thing off tonight, yeah, it's important. I mean, because, you know, you don't want to give the Celtics any kind of life. I mean, I understand you got Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown saying, don't let us win this one tonight. Uh, I mean, I feel like someone should inform them, listen, uh, you win one, you got to win four. It's best out of seven, all right? I don't know what happens if you win one. It's not that big of a deal. But, yes, you want to close this out tonight, and then you get, what are we talking? The finals begin June 1, so we're talking nine days. We're talking maybe being able to reacclimate Tyler Hero, who's been cleared for basketball activities. Uh, and, And, you know, Bam was dealing with, a hamstring issue last series. He looks completely recovered, but little knickknack stuff like that, of course, you want to be able to rest up a little bit and get ready. So I, I, I think the health part is secondary. I think you just want to make sure you don't allow any kind of life to to, to be breathed in by this Celtic team. I, mean, I want to I want to rip their hearts out. I want to rip their hearts out tonight. Interesting. There's a couple of ways that could have gone. Number one could have been, hey, Amber, look, we're not looking ahead. We got to stay focused. This is the Boston (laughs) Celtics. There's a lot that's still to be accomplished for the great city of Miami. Number two, Zaz, was exactly the approach you took, basically looking ahead to the Denver Nuggets and already giving yourself a Stanley Cup to boot. I applaud. I applaud (laughs) the confidence. But I got to ask this. This is the first time we have seen the Celtics as an underdog at any point in this postseason, is there anyone in Miami 
who is at all concerned about this game tonight, given what we've seen from the Celtics through the first three matchups? Well, I mean, I, I haven't pulled, you know, everyone around here, but I will tell you, <laughs> uh, this is an extraordinarily confident fan base right now. Like, the Heat fan, myself included, hate the Boston Celtics. Like, everyone thinks that the New York Knicks is the big rival. I mean, historically, yes, but the Knicks before this year have not posed any kind of threat to the Heat in the last 25 years. This Celtic team, we're going back. We saw them in the playoffs in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2020, 22. And now this year, like, this is our big playoff rival. And the, the chance to, to sweep this team, to, rip, to, to take their souls tonight, and to send the franchise into possible upheaval in the off in the offseason. This is an incredible potential night for the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat fan is very, I feel, again, I told you, Joe, I haven't taken a survey, but I feel <laughs> if I did, the Heat fan is very confident. Lazy, get out there and take the survey. Every single person in Miami, all of them, find out what they think and report back, please. Listen, Zaz, Zaz and I can speak for every single person in Miami. They're Here we go feeling again. very, very confident as Panthers I've and got the pulse. Right I got a good pulse on what everyone's <laughs> thinking down here. Jonathan Zaslow, my former co-host down in Miami, host of the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Zaz, you mentioned Tyler Hero cleared to resume basketball activity. Do you want Hero back if he can play in the finals? I feel like Duncan Robinson is playing much better than he's played all season when Hero was available, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, it's such a great question. I feel like maybe the last time I was on with you guys, I mentioned how I think the loss of Tyler Hero has been a little bit overstated because it means that all those field goal attempts and the ball and that would have been in Tyler's hands, well, it's in Jimmy's hands instead, and that's a good thing. So I feel like it's a little overstated when Tyler Hero has been missing from these games, what the team's been losing. But what you do lose from not having Tyler Hero is you don't want to get to the place where Jimmy is exhausted once we get to wherever, however far this team's going. You want the bodies, all right? And I think what ends up happening is if they get to a place where they can get past Boston and then you get to a place where they're comfortable playing Tyler – he's too talented for them not to use, for them not to play. I would see a scenario where he would come off the bench. I think it'd be a scenario where, you know, if you remember you go back over 10 years ago, it'd kind of be like the Mike Miller role where Coach Spolster brings Mike Miller off the bench and, okay, we'll see what you give us the first four or five minutes you're out there. And if you get in a couple shots, we'll stick with you. I feel like that could be the role that they use with Tyler. He would come off the bench. I mean, look, you could do a lot worse than having Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero come off, 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 off the bench, that second unit with you. So I think he's just too too talented for them not to use him off the bench. Yeah, I hear you. I, I love how, how they're doing it with, like, Cody Zeller and and Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, and I'm out here worried about Tyler Hero, but the defensive liability component of it. It's just been going so well. I just don't want anything to change, Zaz. You get that. Jonathan don't, Zaslow. Don't, don't say anything negative about Cody Zeller. I mean, last round when Cody Zeller ragdolled Julius Randle to the ground, he became a heat lifer, Amber. Hey, hi, <laughs> highest draft pick on the Miami Heat, by the way, Cody Zeller. Jonathan Zaslow, host of Zaslow Show 2.0. Thanks, Zaz. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, we go over to the West because the Lakers were swept out of the playoffs last night. And now it seems like LeBron James might be 
thinking about retirement. Or maybe he's just trying to steal the entire limelight from Carmelo Anthony on Carmelo Anthony's announcement day. We will get into that next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. LeBron James' season is over, and apparently his career may be over, or at least that's what he is letting us believe for now. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. We're going to get into the LeBron James career story in just a moment. But first, Joe's got a little more advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Two player props in tonight's Celtics-Miami showdown. Number one, Marcus Smart of the Celtics over nine and a half rebounds plus assists. It's minus 123. Add up his rebounds, add up his assists, and if it gets over nine and a half, we win. He's averaging 12 rebounds plus assists per game for this series, despite the fact that the Celtics are shooting a pathetic 29% from deep. If the Celtics actually start making some shots, think about what this guy's assist numbers would be. I project that to happen tonight. So pizza money number three, Marcus Smart over nine and a half rebounds plus assists. Number four, Kevin Love under six and a half rebounds plus assists. This is minus 140. It's pricey. But Boston is no longer putting two bigs on the court at the same time. So Kevin Love's size is no longer needed. Hence why we saw him on the court for only four minutes and 47 seconds in game three, where he recorded two rebounds and no assists. So your next two pizza monies, Marcus Smart over nine and a half rebounds plus assists. Kevin Love under six and a half rebounds plus assists. The Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals, and they take out the Lakers in a four-game sweep. Obviously frustrated not being able to uh, close out one of these games where you went in every game. And so um, that's, that's the frustrating part. So LeBron James just completed his 20th NBA season. A heck of a run. His 20th NBA season, where he's still, Joe, 
finished with nearly twice as many points as his next closest teammate scored, which, of course, ended up being Anthony Davis. So a guy at 38 years old, still playing at an incredible clip. Apparently, though, after 20 years, he's thinking about hanging it all up. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Do you believe him? Do, Do believe I believe him? him? No. No, I will. Okay. I think what he said last night is completely reasonable. His season just came to an end. Everybody wants to know what he's going to do. Let's be honest about the coverage of this series. Every single Laker loss has been viewed as a Laker loss. It's never a Denver win. All the fans in Denver, for those listening right now, we love you. We really do. It's just this is the story that moves the needle. It's unfortunate, but it's all about LeBron. They lose a game. The camera's never on Jokic. It's never on Jamal Murray. It's never on Mike Malone. It's always right to LeBron, following him all the way back to the locker room. That's how it goes. So now the season's over. He's getting up there in age. We want to know if he's going to retire. And he comes out and he says, eh, he's contemplating it. Of course he's contemplating it. He's old. He just played, what, 48 minutes in that game. They got swept out of the playoffs. And he's got to think to himself at some point, do I want to keep going? Do I believe he's going to retire? No. But do I believe the fact that he's going to think about it at the very least? Yes, of course you're going to think about it. It's a lot of work to be LeBron James. From a physical standpoint, he spent seven, he spent seven figures a year on his body, on his conditioning, on his mind, on his nutrition, and all that stuff. It is a lot of work to be in a position to play the way he plays. And he's got to at least consider whether or not he wants to keep doing that. I don't blame him at all. He's worth more than a billion dollars. I don't blame him for feeling exhausted. I don't blame him for thinking about these things after 20 years. I don't believe him at all. I think he's an ultimate competitor. I think he realizes how much he has left in the tank. And I think he probably follows through on whatever his original plan was. Now, he has seemed to soften his stance also on him wanting to play with his son. And it's funny because when he kept saying, I want to play with Bronny, I want to play with Bronny. I know I said on air a couple times, has anybody asked Bronny what he wants to do? Like, is it like, <laughs> do you want to play with your dad? I don't know. I can't imagine being in that situation. I could see that going either way. Maybe it's not so fun to have pops on every road trip with you when you first get into the league. Like it's your dad, right? I mean, I don't care who your dad is. There's only so cool your dad ever is going to be in your eyes. Let me, so maybe let me, you let me ask like you a follow-up on that. I don't know. Can I ask you a follow-up on that? Sure. Do you think Bronny's good enough to get in on his own? So here's the problem. No. I, well, I don't know. Okay, that's TBD because that's we're, we're not there yet. We have to see how, what Bronny looks like at USC. I do think that there's probably been some overinflation of Bronny's high school career up to this point in terms of the attention that he's received because, of course, he's LeBron James's kid. That's fine. He's going to USC. He's not even the best prospect on that USC team right now, but that could all change. He's just got to play his way into the league and kind of rise above it. There's always going to be the shadow of nepotism over him because, unfortunately, he is LeBron James's son. The problem with it is he plays with his dad. That ain't going to get easier for him. That probably would get harder. And so maybe if you're Bronny, it's all the more reason that you would want to separate yourself but that we're like 10 steps ahead we don't even know if Bronny's good enough to be a one and done player even though we're all just sort of like assuming he's going to be I always thought LeBron was saying that stuff to help his son's draft stock more than even 
realistically thinking that he's going to wind up on the same team as Bronny because, of course, there's difficult logistics involved there. But I do think it's interesting now that he has seemed to sort of soften his stance on that, even saying, hey, that's my aspiration. That doesn't mean it's his aspiration, alluding to the fact that maybe Bronny has some other desires there. And LeBron now is considering retiring. I don't think that he ends up retiring. He's got way too much left in the tank. He was absolutely brilliant in game four. I think what this is, is a cry from LeBron James. I don't have enough around me. This isn't enough. I'm still giving every ounce of myself. And it's a lot. Even though I'm 38 years old, I'm still playing at a pretty incredible rate. But I can't be the only one out there. And Anthony Davis is not living up to his role consistently enough in a postseason. And outside of him, there just isn't enough on this Lakers team. So I feel like maybe it's more of a message to the front office than it is to the rest of us. Is it possible a guy is just saying what he thinks and there isn't a very deep, dark message that needs to be decoded starting on Get Up all the way down to Joe and Amber? No, is that not possible? Not no. <laughs> Everyone I've talked to today has said exactly that. It's like, no, no, no. He's sending a message. I almost feel like he doesn't need to send a message. Like they know that he wants to win. They know the team needs to get better. But, yeah, I can see why that would be out there because you just got wiped off the face of the earth by the Nuggets. The, the thing that sucks if you're the Lakers right now, you you weren't that close to winning a title. And that's not haterade. That's not me trying to step on them. When you get swept, anybody could have gotten swept 4-0. The Orlando Magic could have gone to Denver and gotten swept 4-0. The Houston Rockets could have gotten swept 4-0. Like, you were light years away from getting past the Nuggets just for the opportunity to beat the best team in the East. And it's no guarantee you would have beaten either of them regardless. So next year, LeBron's coming back another year older. Anthony Davis is coming back another year older. Anthony Davis is averaging like 48 games per season since he joined the Lakers. LeBron's five years in L.A. He hasn't played more than 60 games outside of one year. That's it. And you've got to rebuild some of this, which, oh, by the way, Phoenix is going to get better. The Warriors are still around. They might get better. Sacramento's on the rise. Like, there's a lot of competition there. So they can go out and make some moves. I know everyone's talking about Trey Young right now, a trade for him, and trying to work on all these other moves. But I don't know. They're 11-1 to 1 to win the title next year. We already have the odds out. We talked about it on Daily Wager today. It's 13 months away. But there we are. 11-1 to 1 if anyone's interested in LeBron winning a title next season. I don't think that LeBron would have a title in Los Angeles had it not been for the bubble and the there way that things we went during that. See, I, I strongly agree. He brought strongly you how many titles that. in Miami? This is how you do him at the end of his career? But that was, first of all, LeBron also did have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, right, to win those titles in Miami. The problem with Anthony Davis is his availability to LeBron, and even when he is available, it's not consistent enough. He's, he can't be the number one. AD's just not built for it. He's an incredible player when he's available and on the nights when he feels healthy enough and when he's rested. It worked out for them in the bubble because of all the rest they got up to the bubble and because there was no travel and the wear and tear on the body wasn't the same as it is during a regular NBA season and a regular NBA NBA postseason. I just don't think Anthony Davis was the right supporting cast for an aging player. And yes, it sounds silly to say because they did get a ring out of it. So fine. It worked out. Right. But again, very unusual circumstances surrounding that ring. And I'm saying that as a Heat fan, I don't want to take anything away from what the Heat did in the bubble in 2020. Believe that. But I just think 
when it comes to Anthony Davis in particular, it was not the right pairing for an aging, aging, all-time great, but an aging all-time great. I mean, at the time, everyone was pretty much unanimously in favor of it. Were they not? I wasn't. I, I've always felt like AD was okay. overrated. That's I mean, overrated fair. on the scale of, again, it's... It's saying Anthony Davis, I'm not saying like he's not good. Obviously, Anthony Davis is great. But on the, on the, in the way that people discuss yeah, Anthony Davis, I I've it. always felt like it was inflated. I mean, the, the tough thing for a lot of these guys is that when you're, at, when you're at or near the top in terms of status in the NBA, it's championship or failure. You don't really get a whole lot in between. Like Durant, you failed this year. Devin Booker, you failed this year. Giannis failed. Giannis tried to come out and lay out a speech about how it's not necessarily failure. It's an opportunity to build. Everybody crapped all over him for trying to say that the Knicks failed. The Celtics are failing. The Warriors failed. There's not really a lot of leeway. You're being measured by championships and okay. If that's how we're going to do it, that's fine. But you need a lot of luck to win a championship. You really do. The Philadelphia Eagles are a perfect example of a team that caught a lot of great breaks last year just to win the NFC. They had one of the softest schedules in NFL history. They had a soft division, and they had an incredible amount of what's known as injury luck, meaning they didn't suffer a lot of serious injuries throughout the course of the season. They were very fortunate. That has a way of balancing itself out. The teams that make it the deepest oftentimes are the healthiest teams. That's what you're seeing. The teams that are the healthiest can make it the furthest. The teams that are having their star players play at the absolute best, they make it the furthest. And the Lakers just weren't able to get that. They were able to turn it on late down the stretch, and they caught a couple breaks, but they ran into a team right now that is fully healthy, rested, well-coached, and shooting the lights out. Nobody in the NBA is going to beat Denver right now with the way they're playing. Absolutely nobody. so darn good, because I think I think it's we need to recognize how good the Nuggets actually are. But you're right. Nobody wants to. In nobody wants life. to talk about it. It's all about LeBron losing. It's, it's so not at all good. about Denver winning, and they have I, been I awesome. You. As a Heat fan, I am terrified of what uh, we might be seeing. Might, might, hard might, because we ain't there yet, might be seeing. In the NBA Finals, James Steele wrote on my screen, would it still be a bubble championship if the Heat won it in 2020? And I would say that it would be a more deserving championship, James, because, you know, no crowds, no home court, you know, to overcome a global pandemic and actually hoist the trophy. That's 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 how it's done. That seems about right. Mm -hmm. That's the shifting (laughs) narrative here. That's that's how we do this thing called fandom and sports radio. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. Will we get two sweeps in the 2023 conference finals? We will get you ready for tonight's Celtics Heat Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Are we going to get another sweep in another conference finals? We will find out tonight. Coverage of Game 4, Celtics Heat. Starts in about 12 minutes from now on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM channel 80. Before we get into that game, though, Joe's got a final pizza money for you. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Let's talk some hockey. Despite the fact that I'm here in Vegas, I am going to play the Dallas Stars on the puck line tonight. We're going to get aggressive and bet that Dallas wins this game by two or more goals. It pays plus 180 which means a $100 bet returns $180 in profit. This right here is what we call the Dallas spot. They are down 0-2 in the series. They lost both games in overtime, and now they're coming home. It's time to turn on the engines. 
Vegas has not lost much this postseason, only three times. But when they do, they get beat badly. Five to one, five to one, four to one. Grand total outscored 14 to three in their three defeats. I see him losing tonight, and I see him losing by two or more goals. Final pizza money of the evening. It's the Dallas Stars on the puck line, plus 180 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Vincent pulls up for three in transition. It's gone, and the lead is up to 23, the largest of the game for Miami. Miami routes the Celtics to take a 3-0 series lead. One win away from the NBA final. Have the odds makers been kinder to the Panthers than they've been to the Miami Heat? Actually, not really, because game wow. three was in Florida, right. and each team was minus 110. Minus 110 Panthers, minus 110 Hurricanes. Everybody was lining up to bet the Hurricanes. Panthers win again. one nothing. Bobrovsky's been unstoppable. Unstoppable. Finally. Finally, Bob. Uh, yeah, final, former flyer. Former yes, flyer. I'm glad that's go. working out. Uh, well, Joe Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, and RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. Let's get into game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics looking to start clawing their way out of an 0-3 deficit, something that's never been done in NBA history. They're still talking the smack talk somehow, even though they got their butts absolutely whooped in Game 3, Joe. They're out here talking about, don't let us win one. So I guess that's, that's their version of trash talk. What would they need to do tonight to get the basketball fan to believe that the Celtics are really going to get something done because it wouldn't just be win this game because I don't think win this game would frankly make anybody believe that this thing is going to go seven I think they would have to come out and be dominant right no you don't have to be dominant you don't have to be dominant to get people to swing back if Miami gets blown out in this game I don't think anyone goes nuts I some people let me scratch that some people will find a way to go nuts to make it a big thing but the reality is okay fine if Miami has one bad game out of four We shouldn't bat an eye at all. The Heat have been fantastic. If they have an off night, they have an off night. I don't get why Marcus Smart and Al Horford and everyone's out here talking about uh, don't let us get hot, don't let us get one. If that's the case, do you really want the opposition to have that valuable information that if you get one, you're suddenly going to become dangerous? Wouldn't you want to keep that top secret information to yourself if it's so valuable? I don't get the sense in talking, but it's probably just one of these things to build up the confidence going into the game. You asked, what do they need to do to win? They need to knock down some shots. And they need to go ahead and stop Miami from shooting 56% from the floor. If they can do that, maybe they can have a better outing. But show some spine for crying out loud. If you're going to go down, go down with some pride. You're the Boston Celtics. Don't just wilt and die at the hands of the Miami Heat. It's a very good Miami Heat team, but that doesn't mean you need to quit like you did in game three. Also, it's not don't let us get one. It's don't let us get four, right? <laughs> that's, that's what they would need to do. So, so well, The mindset one. there is you get the one, and then you bring it home to Boston where the yeah, home yeah. court is going to prevail. So now you've got two. And if you get two, suddenly Miami feels the pressure of game six because if they can't win six, they don't want to have to go to Boston for game seven because they wouldn't be able to survive. So that's the mindset everyone tries to talk themselves into when they're down 0-3 in this situation. Don't let us get one because then the other dominoes are going to fall.
Except for Miami's already won two at TD Garden. So right. I'm not sure that scenario scares them. Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, host of the Knuckleheads podcast. He was on Canty and Carlin earlier, and he talked about my favorite thing, heat culture. I was there for one year, and I, and I, and I screaming from the, from the Raptors every time I can about how impactful their program is and the way that they do things. Because I don't care what you say, once you get to a certain level of sports, Talent and all of this stuff, extra stuff matters. And there, it does not matter. They're going to treat you like, like 1 through 15. And that is the over thing. That is, that is the, the big resounding thing that you get when you get there. And that seems to be incredibly true about this particular Heat team. Like, there is no advertisement for Heat culture greater than this 2022-23 Heat team, Joe. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were watching them get their rear ends kicked in that play-in game, and it was like, this is a joke. They're not even playing any defense whatsoever. But that was the game against Atlanta, right? Yeah, where just Atlanta, the Hawks. Atlanta trashed them in that game and then went on to play Boston and just got rolled for the most part, and mm-hmm. the Heat have been unstoppable ever since. It's crazy the difference, what, six weeks make? I remember watching that game on TV. I'm like, this Heat team sucks. I was like, I can't believe Amber roots for them. I mean, it's and then, crazy. of course, they made it further than the Sixers, and – here it's I am, crazy, hat in hand. Crazy how much time, uh, like a week makes. It, Jason right. Tatum just dropped how much in Game 7 against the 76ers? So good. And then here we are in this series. Jason Tatum hasn't sunk a single shot in the fourth quarter against the Miami Heat. And everyone's talking about blowing up the Celtics and potentially firing the coach. I mean, just crazy Heat how culture. the narrative shifts. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's see what happens tonight. Celtics Heat Game 4. Time for a sweep, boys. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.